1: And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It is hour number five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. My bad, Lucius. I lost track of time there at the break. Uh, but we want to salute our presenting sponsor, Sonic. Mm, good. And we want to get into uh, some very interesting Cowboys content that Zach Wolchuk has for you. Here he is, Wolchuk, the Wooly Bully, with your C-Note, the Cowboys news of the evening.
3: Thank you very much, General. Oh, I love Sonic. Mmm, good. And we will have a uh, audio bonanza coming up for you next with our final Rangers player clubhouse audio for you. With our buddy what? Dominique Leon, final
0: for the day. Final for the day, not for final the
3: day, for the, oh. for the day. Oh, okay, not for the. We're gonna go back in there tomorrow. Don't don't worry, Brian. I know, uh, I know it's been your favorite part of the week.
4: It if has they'll been. let me back in, uh, don't worry. I'll pull. You've some got strings. more violations ahead of you. I think. Yeah.
3: Uh, tomorrow you're gonna like go ahead and eat in the middle of the clubhouse or something. Croissant. We'll figure it out. Something's I am
0: like- I am looking forward to trying the uh, the clubhouse coffee machine that the players get to drink out of. Okay. That's gonna be badass in the morning. I need my coffee in the morning. All right, so
3: there we go. Boom. There, that'll be your third violation. And then the good thing is we fly out on Friday, so you won't have to go back in.
0: Uh, okay. Very good. So it'll I'm be in fine.
3: Uh, so I've got biggest draft needs. What are the three biggest draft needs? 87788 or One zero five three. Give me those. And I agree with you, Brian. But I do have a list already. As <laughs> Blogging the Boys is tracking the Cowboys' formal and informal visits. All right, so I've already got a couple of names for you that they're meeting with. Hit me with your best shot, Pat Benatar. At the Combine. And a couple of these names are getting me a little bit excited. Really, just two. Really, just two are getting me pumped. All right, Brian. Auburn linebacker, Derek Hall. Okay. Texas Longhorns linebacker, DeMarvian o- D. Overshone. He just goes by D. D. Overshone. Here's the guy that gets me tingly. This is, this is one of my pet cats. I love this kid. All right, I, I, I saw Robert Mathis when I watched him. Ooh, K-State, defensive end. I just call him King Felix because the rest of his name I'm going to butcher. Felix and Adike Uzoma. You got him. Did I? I think
4: so. Let's go. Yeah.
3: This kid's a beast.
4: i tell you what. I've liked him a lot, too. I, I'm interested to what, see what he weighs in at the combine. I think I was looking at a 255-pound guy. I think that's what the numbers we were looking at. Explosive. How do you like my comp there? I do. I do like him a lot there. I because I, he is he is super super quick, and when he dips and gets to that, you know, he knows where he needs to be to get those quarterbacks on the ground. Hard guy to block. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't give any hitting surface to yep. the tackle. So uh, that'd be a, that'd be a good uh, a good. Uh, Player to have or to player to talk about is potential draft guy. I
3: like him a lot. I mean, he is a, and talk about a high motor. That's a dude doesn't that stop. doesn't quit. Doesn't he stop. is an energizer bunny at defensive end. Alabama defensive lineman Byron Young, who's uh, he's got some de- kind of. Uh, he's, he's meh. He's got some flex. Can defense. play and D tackle, yeah, more of a D tackle, and I then Washington so. State linebacker R. O. N
4: Aisha Morrison reporting on this. Yeah, uh, Diane Henley. Henley is, I I, I I tell you what, if they got Henley, I would throw the pizza party. Uh, he's a good he, player. He is a really good player. Yeah, and, and a
3: weak linebacker class.
4: Yeah, and, you know, guy, it's got he's got the size, he's around the ball, he tackles well, and he can cover. He's a guy that never comes off the field. I like no. him a lot. So I'll give you some free
3: agents in just a second that maybe the Cowboys could uh, be interested in. But here are three biggest draft needs from Chris Haling, blogging the boys. Let's see if you guys think that they nailed it. If you had to rank your three biggest needs in order, where would you put them?
0: Man, uh, it's a good question. I, I think for me, I'm, I'm very adamant about the playmakers offensively need a giant upgrade, So, uh, and that's bringing Pollard back or not. I would be against bringing Pollard back at the, at the franchise tag or really even a long-term deal with this injury uh, with how many running backs are available. So I think the playmaker situation there, probably more specifically wide receiver, but just general playmakers is far and away the number one thing for me and then probably corner and offensive line. Okay. Yeah. Man, I guess when they're bringing
2: back Tyron, I was going to say number one offensive line. I, I think it's massively important, but if they're really going to stick with Tyron and have that be their starters with, with Tyler at left guard, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say wide receiver, corner, and then defensive tackles. Ooh, okay. Somebody amazing in the middle there. That's fair.
3: I, I like where you're going there because I do think that they might need to look for that especially if they lose Jonathan Hankins and they don't bring him back and Carlos Watkins, both those guys will be free agents. They rank you wide receiver, which I think most people would agree with. Or quarterback. Quarter you mean QB?
4: QB. Okay. Uh
0: corner? <laughs> Sounds like McCarthy feels the same way you do by the way.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of am getting that vibe too. Here's what we gotta, I we just want to see that reaction when play. I read really that quarterback. Oh, okay. I
3: I mean, look, they're they're, they've talked with Hendon Hooker. And, yep. and, and again, this is one thing that I have as part of the C-note. I think it's very overblown. Anytime the Cowboys talk with a quarterback, it's just it's, it's headline news. Like Fish talked about the interest in C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Great. Guess what? Every team is going to look into quarterback, and the Cowboys should do it more often. Frankly, I think you should take quarterback every year. Does it mean you need to take one in the first round? No but you should be taking flyers on day three all the time. because who knows if you hit on a guy next thing you know it's tremendous it's like a treasure of riches to just
0: have on your roster. Hey, I will go back to this though the the Cowboys are not a team that can consistently do that because they only draft and they need guys they're drafting at every round to be somebody that can possibly contribute for them right away and it's not fair to the player but it is the way the Cowboys do business. I can't just take a guy in the fourth or fifth round and think maybe he can help me in a few years. The way I build my team is the Cowboys. I need my fifth round pick to be deron plan and kick some ass this year
3: right but to counter that point it's also a way to accumulate more draft picks if you hit on that quarterback
2: okay all right i like that those are both outstanding points and i i, I agree it with uh, with both of them in a, in a way but you know i think the thing is jerry jones said um what three weeks ago um at the or was it the statements at Se- the senior, senior bowl? bowl yeah yeah that you know mike mccarthy has been talking to him about how they did it in Green Bay. And he even said at the time, I should have been doing this all along. So I look for this to be a pivot offseason where we are going to start the Cowboys, uh, you know, drafting a quarterback most years, Brian.
4: Hendon Hooker makes perfect sense. And don't consider Hendon Hooker a fourth or fifth round guy. Hendon Hooker is a second or third round guy. Agreed. So if the Cowboys are talking to Hendon Hooker, and they think he's a fourth or fifth round guy, then they really don't know how to evaluate quarterbacks.
3: Is it just the, the injury is the only thing
4: knocking him down, right? They own the injury. He's he's the perfect size. He's accurate. He's tough. He he, he plays at a high pace. You know, yeah. plays every twenty seconds or so. He's having to get him up on the line, get him ready. The guy's a leader. Sure.
2: I think they're looking for the guy that slips. You know, if he's known around the league as a third rounder, they want to see if he's available in the fourth. I think they want to look at all the quarterbacks, find what everybody is saying the round's going to be, and seeing which one they like that falls, that they can get some value with. That's been Jerry's MO since Troy Aikman, really. How can we get a quarterback for nothing, you know, uh, whether it's undrafted or, or fourth well, the, the round the league whatever.
4: The league will tell them that Hendon Hooker is better than a fourth round quarterback. That's just my point.
2: Yeah, no, it's a great point. I yeah. mean, if it, yeah. if
4: it, you, know, you can talk about C.J. Stroud all you want. That's They're not, not that, getting Stroud. No, like 2016, if you were talking about C.J. Stroud, now you got my attention. You talk about Hendon Hooker, that's a little bit more of an investment instead of taking a flyer. Instead sure. of taking a flyer. No okay. question.
3: Uh, so they go receiver, corner, O-line as their power rankings of need. Agree or disagree?
4: I like what Gavin was talking about with the defensive tackle spot. I do too. Yeah. I think I, that's I think, becoming a sneaky and need. And too. I think I would flip corner and wide receiver, and I think I would even think about making the defensive tackle number 2. I would go corner defensive tackle and wide receiver 3. Okay.
3: I and you know what? I think the way that this draft is, you you might, it be able might to need snack running, a couple ba- of corners. It
4: might be running back if they don't do something with uh, if they get rid of Zeke and they move on and, and they don't, you know, tag Pollard. It does seem like, listen, just
3: just reading the reports from the beat, the Cowboys are tagging Pollard. It, it,
4: it, but from from yeah. the reports, but I mean, it's people, gonna be, people it's, don't seem like Pollard. Bobby ready, and I but, talked about this on the Love of Star last night. This thing, and we talked about it again yesterday, too. It's going to be down to the last damn day, the last damn minute. And it's going to be like, okay, they couldn't get a deal done with Pollard. Here we go. Here's the tag.
0: Just yeah, pum- punting on a Super Bowl championship for this year. It's a bummer. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't do it either because there are there are running backs that I am,
3: would I am you be more, very interested would in. Would
4: you be more pissed, Eric, if it was tag Pollard and keep Zeke? Would you be more pissed if they did that or how would you if they just if they if they kept both? How pissed would you be about oh, man, that if they keep both of them? Yeah.
0: I mean it would it would just it would be it would be pretty dang dumb. It's laughable. I think that if they're if they're keeping Zeke on anything other than league minimum, league veteran minimum, I think you're overpaying for him. And then certainly tagging Pollard, you're you're way overpaying for him. That that would be that would be maddening. Um, I, I think that I would rather I would rather them draft B. John Robinson at 26 than tag Pollard. Clear the decks. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean,
4: clear the decks. I agree. You know, if you, and the running back class is deep, so if you want to sit there and pick your your cornerback, your wide receiver, your offensive lineman, and you want to draft one in the second round, sure. You draft one in the third round, too.
0: And I prefer that, but uh, I'd much rather them not tag Pollard, not bring back Zeke, and draft a running back in the middle rounds, uh, and then also get like a cheap veteran guy in free agency where there's a plethora of them. But if you told me, hey, we're either going to tag Pollard and not draft Robinson or... or draft Robinson and not tag Pollard, I, I would take that. I,
4: I don't think even tagging Pollard and, and reduction to Zeke is a good way to attack this thing.
0: No, tagging no. Pollard is is a death sentence on winning a Super Bowl. Now, if that's not your end goal mm-hmm. and you just want to have an offense that, depending on how he returns from his health, has some, some good moments in the regular season, then so be it. It's probably a good move. If you want to win a Super Bowl, the proof is in the pudding. You cannot spend that much money on your running back. You yeah. just cannot do it. I think you need to move on from both, and uh, there's plenty
4: of
3: running backs that I think can come in and be successful for you next if, year. If,
4: what if, if Pollard were to go out and test the market and then want to come back on a one year deal with a lot less than $10 million? Let's go. Yeah, you let's know, if, that, if that's the case, I, I, I don't want to tag him. I just don't want to put the $10 million I'm
3: on I'm a fan it. of Pollard, and I want him to go get his money. I just don't want to pay <laughs> a running back $10 million.
2: If you do pay him. I need a lot of targets approaching triple digits. I want 65, 70 catches from Pollard all day. Roger Craig it up. Let's go. Well, and somebody just texted in four
3: sixty-nine. How do you feel about the running back from Tulane? Brian knows this. Ty J. Spears. Love him. I'm in love with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he might be a little too small for the Cowboys. I yeah. think he can do everything. He's a, he is. He would be a replacement for Tony Pollard. And you wouldn't worry about it. you wouldn't blink an eye. He can catch it I out agree. of the backfield. I he can run between the tackles. He's he, he was the best player on the field when they played USC. So I don't want to hear about the small school thing either. Playing at Tulane, he was fantastic.
2: I um, mean, you can you could save some real money here and 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 be be allowed to add a superstar. That and we're we're watching the small moves like. Like Zeke, like like Jalen Smith, $8, $10, 12000000 million. You add a couple of those up, that's a superstar player you can't get. Right. We're dreaming about Stephon Diggs right now. Waste $20 million around with running backs that you're going to give double-digit million I, dollars to and then complain about the cap not being big enough. It's idiotic.
4: I think you're d around on Tyron Smith.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's somebody that you can free up $10 million. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the team that is hanging on to guys too long because you have an affinity for them, because of what they've done for you. For whatever reason you want to give, they're good locker room guys. What are you doing for me on the field? And the bottom line is as great of a player as Tyrant Smith's been, maybe a future Hall of Famer, future yeah. Ring of Honor member. He's unreliable. He's injury prone. And there's questions now of how well and what level of play is is he giving you right now. It's time to move on from him and Ezekiel Elliott.
2: This is like eight or nine years ago, right? But I I do know Tyron Smith signed such a team-friendly deal that I wouldn't be surprised. And he went away from his agent to sign this deal. This was like training camp 2013-2014. It got a little bit messy. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys said, listen, if you sign for this low for this long, We'll never cut you. I'll make you a Jerry promise right now, you know. Um, because it does seem weird that they would continue to be loyal on a player that has proven really over five seasons now, I am going to get hurt. You can count on me missing five or six games. And holding your breath and hoping that he stays healthy just seems way,
0: way too risky. Yeah, but but Jerry is so Mr. Positive, one plus one no, equals right. three. Like, he'll say to himself, well, we got him back healthy, Tyron Smith, and he was here for our playoff run. And he, I golly, he, one good year. He, one good year, boys. Not even one good year. Oh, you're saying maybe he Could can you, have one more
3: well, good year. Well, that's it. He's got one year left on the economy contract yeah. right let's just ride it out Ride it out yeah. one last year we got smith and smith over there on the left side
2: if this hits this is this is like wildcat on an oil rig if this hits we're going to be rolling in money mm-hmm. you know this this and it I, you know it's just it's too risky and and for a guy that doesn't play exceptional anymore either you're mm-hmm. risking that to get like replacement level starter I think that's pretty fair with Tyron Smith right now.
0: And you allegedly drafted his replacement in round one last year. It's not like you're just dead in the water with no Mm -hmm. contingency plan. You just drafted his replacement, man.
2: The thing that's exciting, though, and if it does work out, they can restructure with him, open up a ton of money, even more than they would cutting him. And I think that's where they're getting greedy here. Let's not release Tyron and free up eight. Let's... Restructure Tyron, free up twelve or thirteen million. Now we have even more money to play with, and if he does play well, then we could have a really strong offensive line.
3: Yeah, we absolutely could. Uh, Okay, final uh, thing here: what about a name that we haven't heard about uh, about a lot when we talk about corner, free agent cornerback Kevin King as an option for the cowboys as we start to take an eye eye towards free agency here he's a guy who was drafted with mccarthy as head coach in green bay in 2017 now granted mccarthy wasn't involved in the drafting there in green bay he's talked about that but he's coached him he took a year off from football last year because he was having injuries so he's healthy he's completely healthy now and he's big he's got the size that dan quinn likes Right, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He came out of Washington, and I believe Brian, he was a guy that you liked quite oh, a bit coming I sure out of Washington. Did. Sure so did. maybe that's a guy you want to take a flyer on now. A lot of teams were calling him during the season. Maybe the Cowboys even called him mm-hmm. when they were looking for corners. I don't know that, but it's possible. And he and he held strong and said, "No, I'm going to sit out for the year. I want to get my body right." But he's a guy that's looking to come back and play. That's a name maybe you look at with the connection with McCarthy knowing him, for the, and, and you look at the body type, fitting Dan Quinn's defensive style. You know the Cowboys like to kind of fill out the roster so they don't have massive needs and they can draft best player available in the draft. Might be a name to keep an eye on for for. Yeah, matter of fact,
4: needs. I just texted a couple of my scout buddies to see what, what they think about Kevin King themselves, see if he's got anything left as well.
2: I think that's going to be a big, exciting name. I mean, my ears perked up for sure. Uh, Kevin King has put together some really, really efficient cornerback play throughout his four or five years in the league. It's just a matter of him staying healthy. And if it's looking like – The, the market's not going to be on fire to pay him big. That might be the exact kind of guy. Best moments from today's hangout from the Rangers in the clubhouse. We'll tell you why Chiafalo is in a little bit of hot water again for an infraction in the Rangers clubhouse a second day in a row. But they have some real funny audio, and it's uh, – which guy is it? It's the pitcher. Dominic Leone. Oh, Dominic Leone. He might not make the team, but he would make an all-star team of the most entertaining people down there in that clubhouse. And uh, we got that coming up for you here next in The Nation.
4: you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome back, nation. Segments brought to you by the Frankles. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So, companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you, frankly. You need Franklin Frankel. The consultation is always free at truckrec.com. Woolchuck and Chiafalo have been doing some great work in the clubhouse, talking to players, learning more about what makes them tick, and uh, keeping you entertained throughout the week here at spring training. and. We have one more, at least one more interview to get to, right, Chief?
0: Yeah, yeah. We got one more for today. Hopefully, we'll get back in there tomorrow morning, infiltrate the clubhouse, hopefully, with a little bit more professionalism. We won't be sitting on the couch. We won't be taking phone calls in there, right, Walchuck? And uh, I will not be wearing my Mike Napoli jersey either because uh, those are some of the violations that we've been we've been slapped with over the first couple of days of, of spring training year one mind you i feel like we need to be graded on the rookie curve yeah all right let's not set veteran expectations for a couple of uh, year one dudes yeah. it's an are, a plus yeah we're just fortunate to have gotten the call up to the bigs we weren't really expecting all the bright lights and whatnot so nonetheless uh we had a great time uh we played joe barlow earlier today at 220 he was fantastic we played uh taylor hearn towards the end of the 3 o'clock hour today, he was uh, very, very good. But Joe Barlow was like, hey, when he got done with our little interview and he was like, wow, I was not expecting what just happened, he was like, you guys need to go talk to this guy over here. Well, this guy over here is Dominic Leone. Now, I was having a little bit of trouble out of the gates with his name. Mm -hmm. Well, Chuck uh, certainly called me out for it. But we had a great interaction. He's super funny. He's a pitcher. He's great. And he is uh, now, uh, let's hear from him. All right, we're clubhousing it with
5: Dominique Leone. Did I say that right? Dominic. That's all right.
0: Oh, it's, I, 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 was, I was leaking confidence on the last name, but it's the first name, huh? Yeah, yeah, Dominic Leone, yeah. Is yeah. Dominic, uh, Dominic Leone in the best shape of his life season right now? Oh,
5: absolutely not. My gosh. I was in prime condition like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? How old are you now? (laughs) 31, dude. Yeah, I'm 31. I'm a little bit, you know, past my prime, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Did you notice him uh, almost butcher
3: the name pronunciation the second time as well, and how rude and offensive would that have been?
5: Yeah, no, I'm totally used to it. I mean, I totally get it. When you're a non-roster guy, you're basically just an afterthought, so I'm just here to, uh, you know, collect some checks and throw some baseballs. Okay, so my I over here
3: sat on the couch next to nathaniel low yesterday in the clubhouse and everybody about had a
5: conniption fit how offensive is that when it comes to violating clubhouse rules oh it's tough uh, it's tough to come back from too you become the scapegoat you know if you start messing around in the clubhouse and uh, people don't like you it's it's tough to come back from what is the biggest clubhouse violation you've ever seen personally Invading personal space—it's tough, man. You got a locker, like just stay in it, like keep your crap out of my space, like give me some room. At what point did you realize in the aging process that the hangovers were really starting to affect you? <laughs> oh man, that's a great question. Oh, it depends, you know, if you're on your third or fourth bottle of wine that night, uh, you know, the hangover hits a little bit different. But no, um, really, where where it's different is once you have kids, you know, it doesn't matter. You can even just look at a bottle of of, a wine or a glass of wine and next thing you know you're waking up with a hangover and you got two kids (laughs) screaming in your face it's that's tough to get over yeah speak for yourself i have a lot that
3: i don't even know about out there and i'm still raging hard um now when it comes to your favorite road city zion
5: williamson says it's dallas what is yours Ooh, that's a good question i'm a northeast guy um and so i'm always particular to boston i love boston it's a good spot is boston cream pie your favorite thing in the world to put in your mouth boston cream pie is actually uh not my favorite far from it actually what, what is your favorite cream pie you ever had a texas cream pie every day nice good for you <laughs> You lying. know what i'm talking about
2: yeah,
5: <laughs> <I do. laughs> uh all right what's your favorite order from sonic god you're i mean I'm, I'm gonna date myself here because i haven't been to a sonic in forever but go f yourself the, the cherry the cherry limeade was I mean just just pulling up, getting a cherry limeade? That's all I needed. It's a
0: staple uh, in childhood. The cherry limeade. There, there, no offense taken there, but not having been to a Sonic in a while is a bit uh, perturbing. It's borderline offensive. What is uh, or would you be willing to say their tagline? You say Sonic, mmm, good.
5: He's laughing. <laughs> you, you you want me to go ahead? Sonic, mmm,
0: good. I thought we were going to have to do that a couple of times, but that's a one-take domination. You might have a
3: future career in broadcasting. Now, looking at myself as I wear uh, a number 11 oversized
5: shirt, according to Taylor Hearn, do you think that I've ever played a competitive sport in my life? Uh, I could see you being a badminton champion, maybe a bocce ball uh, expert. I think that you nailed it. <laughs> Bocce ball. I'm gonna have to Google that one. He does You're look Italian. It's an <laughs> Italian
4: staple.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't watch Italian sports. I just eat their food. Yeah, hundred like percent. Their food. It's our food at, at this point. But um, okay, so who's the teammate you'd most like to have your back in a bar
5: fight? Uh, boy, Taylor Hearn's a, a large individual. I think he'd be a he'd be a good one to stand behind me and tower over me and uh, intimidate anybody. But it's Adolis Garcia that's most impressive with his shirt off, right? Uh, it's incredible. Uh, also the best ping pong player I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Okay. Is there any close second here on the Rangers when it comes to ping ponging? Not sure. Um, I have prior experience with uh, Adoles uh, in St. Louis and hands down uh, could win ping pong table tennis tournaments. Okay. Uh, and what is, uh, what is son of a bastard? <laughs> Okay. Do chicks dig the dong ball? (laughs) I I wouldn't know. I've been married for too long. Game's changed. (laughs) What's the most vulgar thing you've ever said to an umpire? (laughs) (laughs) Vulgar thing I've said to an umpire. Uh, it's, uh, I don't I don't talk to those guys. They don't talk to me either, so nothing. What do you think about my guy's sausage fingers right here? Uh, great for bocce ball. Girth or tonnage? Ooh, girth. Would you rather be ten, uh, two inches taller or get two inches in length? Neither one is going to do much for me. Um, I'll do two inches taller. Okay, very good. How tall are you? 5'10". And three quarters? Nope flat that's what i'm saying get the two inches like get over the six foot mark get like right to it and that's you know that's cool all right what's the one thing you'd like to say to jared sandler right now uh haven't met him but what a worthless piece of garbage hey, amen uh, i think we all co-sign that absolutely you're the beast dominic leon ladies hey, and beast. gentlemen Nice. <laughs> appreciate
0: it love you wow <laughs> i'd say you boys were three for three today <laughs> Yeah. It's so awesome! I don't know who he is, but he sounds like a piece of garbage.
2: <laughs> wow, well, I love it. Dominic Leone, a uh, a spring training body, a camp arm. He pitched if you will, in the rain today. Yeah, he, he did. pitched in the
4: rain today, and yeah. he didn't
2: look too bad either. Yeah. He he filled out uh, that uniform well at five ten. And best of luck to him. And yeah. thanks to all the Rangers for participating throughout <laughs> the week in the uh, the nosebleed blender down there in the clubhouse. It's it's been very eventful, and we'll get more of that gold for you tomorrow. Uh, tune in. We've been running a lot of the interviews as early as 2.20, so uh, the nation starts at 2 o'clock. A lot going on in the world of John Morant today, guys. A, c- a couple of different stories. One of my favorites, but the public image may be changing a bit from a guy who has been just an incredible player, but two off off-court violent stories here. It's, it's like he's the baby of the NBA or something. You know, every time I turn around, there's another story of him and his security getting into it with somebody course you know it is uh memphis and they embrace that um you know lifestyle or image or whatever they're in arena they're always talking about whooping that trick maybe he's just taking his work home a little bit too much what do you say
0: yeah dude this one this is a this is an interesting deal because now you get you're you're doubling down with incidents uh and then you also had the moment earlier like it was what was it just a few weeks ago when it was the the grizzlies and the pacers And you had John Morant's uh, sort of entourage as buddies that were there at the game threatening Pacers officials and and, uh, just members of the organization. Which was weird. They aggressively confronted members of the Pacers' traveling party near the team's bus in the loading area. And later, someone in a slow moving SUV, which Morant was riding in, trained a red laser on them.
1: Put that beam on them.
0: Dang. (laughs) I mean,
2: uh whoa. It's like, holy smokes, man. That's like Conor McGregor's crew plus a a red beam. Yeah. Red beam sight. Well, that's uncomfortable. Um,. You know, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, in, in some ways, like the story of, hey, I got in a fight with a 17-year-old kid. We were playing a pickup game. It got over the line. But then, I, then he that flashed. Can happen. But then he
0: yeah. went back inside, allegedly, and flashed a gun in his waistband after that to yeah. the 17-year-old. Jeez. So was that brandishing a firearm? That's it. Um,
4: you show it. That's brandishing, right?
2: I believe so. Yeah. Uh, depends on different state laws. It could have
0: been just, you know, wiping off his face. <laughs> in the shirt oh, just yeah, I my favorite line in the report is Morant reportedly told police he had been acting in self-defense with the 17-year-old, but here. he did admit, quote, I swung first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He threw the ball at me, yeah. right? Yeah. He said yeah. the kid threw the ball at me, and so I beat him up.
2: Hey, um, you know, I, uh, John Morant's a great player, um, but I, it, it sounds like one of those things where buddies that you've had for a long time might be doing things that could cause your career a little bit of jeopardy, you know, and might, might want to trim up that friends list or, you know, have some serious conversations with them about how we need to conduct ourselves if, if we want this career to c- continue in the best way possible. I mean, teams will move on. You know, uh, legacies can be forever shifted by some, you know, off-the-court stuff. So hopefully everything's going to be all right with John Morant. Unfortunately, though, guys, it is time for another edition of Porch Pirate News. Mm. Authorities are working hard to prosecute more porch pirates. The punishments have been increased in different jurisdictions. But the porch pirates are not reacting by being less brazen. They're getting more brazen. They're increasing the penalties. They're increasing the uh, the patrols looking for porch pirates. Porch pirates are saying, "I see your raise. I'm going back all in." They're even, according to the story on NBC DFW, now following delivery trucks. Whoa! Oh. And looking, they don't even care if uh, if you see them run right up and take the item. They're going back to their vehicle, what? jumping in, and they're taking off.
3: What the they're hell? They're like, "Yeah,
2: go ahead. Call the police on Just me, no buddy." no fear. Go bleep yourself. I don't care. Yeah. It's mine now. Says, uh, there are, are too many reports to count right now, says Dallas Police Detective Kevin J- Jancy. I'm in the Northwest Division. I see 7 to 10 daily. As far as the quickness and the brazeness to them and the fact that these suspects do not care if people see them anymore. <laughs> day or night.
4: Yeah, they steal your trucks that way, too. I don't care. <laughs> That's true,
2: man. I've been I've been uh, having instances where the suspect's been wearing an Amazon vest, walking up to the front door with an empty box and exchanging it for the box that was delivered. I've seen him go into the actual trucks themselves when the delivery guy walks up to the front
0: door and steal packages. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you seen that cat that stole, like, 800K worth of shoes from the Nike factory, right? No, Whoa. I didn't
1: see that. That's Ran a, down! That's a heist.
0: King
2: pirate. That's Ran down. I've <sighs> uh, been lucky enough to see some of these on video, and I've solved multiple package thefts. They are starting to investigate more because now it's starting to cost uh, Amazon money and having yeah. to re-deliver, and it's a it's a it's a big problem that they need to get their hands on. I think, you know, cameras will help a lot, but also we probably need to go to some sort of a cage, porch lockers, porch locker. There it is. Yep, the porch locker. Porch
0: locker. Yeah, yeah. The, the evolution of the uh, the the houses, the way they get built, might uh, might have something here. I do love that yeah. they decided that it wasn't like our customers being stolen from that ticked us off. It was us as a like a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Yeah. Starting yeah. to lose some money, and no. now we're gonna we're gonna crack down. If, now we're, you're, now we're ticked.
4: if you're part of the Amazon system and you use it quite a bit, you they, the company needs to come out and, and put a locker on your front porch, or, or some of yeah, the, or yeah.
2: some sort of a laundry like a laundry chute where yeah. you open it up, yeah. like at the oh, mailboxes yeah. that you drop off yeah. at the yeah. you know,
0: you put the thing in there and then you, you
2: close it. There's no it goes, way you can get your arm it goes
4: in. right to the door, yeah, right into the house. What
0: if we just blue bag this thing? Excuse me, like the Pardon? like the like the bank robbers. You know, they open the bag and they get blue in the face. Yeah. Oh. There has to be a way for you know, because I don't just want you not to be able to steal my stuff. Well, I want you, you to get so? instantly punished the moment yeah. you try. Oh, like rattlesnake! I don't want you to the bag and I don't, I don't like Yeah, something like right. that. All right, so we yeah. put a fake
3: one out there, and then they think that oh, we're stealing somebody's bag, and then they get home, they open it, and boom, they get yeah. blue. I
0: do respect the guy who's willing to go the extra mile, a little bit more thought out with it, with the Amazon gear, walking up, you know. At least he's put some level of thought into this thing, and he's not just going heavy-handed. Like he's got still some self-respect where I don't want to get caught here. Hey, I'm yeah. not just running and being obvious about this. I'm
4: amazed at the people that take the uh, the grocery basket and load up and just push it out the front door. Yeah, you know, I mean, they'll be
0: dragging a TV out
2: there yeah, sometimes. I, it's amazing.
4: Yeah. Like people just load up their baskets, and then you got these yeah. these people trying to stop them, but some of them don't. They just let them go. You got the no chase. You, got, you to... got the no chase situation no now. Chase. No yeah. chase. Yeah, no chase. Yeah. That's what I said the thieves ransacked uh, twenty trailers of nike goods wow. 20 Jeez. trailers of nike goods they just ran down man that is a modern day train robbery right there right good. yeah it, it is That's that like a kid. mafia job That's, getting yeah. liver out of a truck or yeah, something exactly
2: okay speaking of the mafia italian mafia boss escaped from prison Used the old bedsheet rope trick in italy classic man yes marco raduano <laughs> uh, from the badu at caros prison in sardinia Went unnoticed for two hours because the <laughs> operations room at the facility was reportedly unmanned. Conveniently, yeah, yeah. ah, yeah, at the Smoke time, break. <laughs> no one was wa- no one was watching security footage. Cameras captured the tracksuit-clad reputed boss <laughs> of the Soccer Corona Unita mafia clan in southern Italy scaling down a stone wall using the rope of bed sheets before jumping into the grass below and darting off. He was doing 19 years on cocaine trafficking, was actually facing murder charges and the killing of a man at 17 when he escaped earlier. What makes the escape so crazy is he was under a very rigorous prison method in Italy They give high-level mafia members called 41 BIS. 41 BIS, or carcera duro, hard prison regime, cuts the prisoner off from contact with anybody. They have limited or no privileges, and visits are prohibited. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, that's pretty impressive. You got Very, money, you it's can impressive. get out. No, but Sardinia. I still, yeah, I like
4: mean, you know, they're they're hanging out. They're not even paying attention. A
0: bank robbery story will never get old to me, and a prison break story will never get old to me. Yeah. I, I find it fascinating, me just too. the inner workings of it. Like, how much help did you have? How much was it just you being a super stud? Either way. Yeah. I come away from this thing pretty dang impressed that you were able to pull it off. Yeah, you're in maximum security or whatever. Like you, yeah, bed sheets. Yeah, mm. and, and you did it with bedsheets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's the incompetence of the of the prison or the sheet. fact that you have a money making mobster who's like, I can pay off anybody exactly, and so I'll find yeah. my way out of here. But either way, yeah. I find him interesting. Man. I do too. A,
2: a good diamond heist as well, a rare art heist. Yeah, you're having to like get around security and get away as long as you don't hurt anybody. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying? what's what's the Pierce Brosnan movie uh uh it's called Tom, Tom, Tom Crown Affair oh, Tom the Crown. Tom Crown Affair give me a Thomas give me, Crown. A, give me a, a real Thomas Crown Affair uh news story and I'll be all over that thing give
2: you a cross talk with the get right i believe it's Will Chambers and KG coming up next right here Gback Nation fam
6: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Shoot chat is. It is the GBAC Nation here on 1053 the Fan Lab at Surprise, Arizona. Salute to our presenting sponsor, Sonic. Mm-hmm. Good. Good.
4: really good
2: they're outstanding and so is the get right which uh uh, comes up every night after us here on 105.3 the fan the broadcast day is not over as we're now set to hand off to will chambers and kg which is tonight's get right configuration and uh, good evening gentlemen how the heck are you
7: doing pretty good my friend how are you
2: doing great uh mr chambers always good to hear from you um
7: you as well general
2: Look forward to streaming the show here uh, this evening. What do you guys have planned?
7: We've got uh, Haley Sutton from Indianapolis and DallasCowboys.com. Ooh, yeah. uh, she'll be joining us at 720. Nick Engstadt on of Locked on Mavs. We'll have him at 820. We're going to start the whole bad boy off with uh, talking about the Mike McCarthy discussion uh what he had to say today about the offense and in which personally I feel like is being insanely overblown but we'll get to that coming up in about 10 minutes
2: oh I think I'm gonna like what you have to say there Mm -hmm. okay
7: I have have, I've got a question for you guys though too because I was listening on the way in and I know uh Cheech was is feels pretty strongly about the whole Tony Pollard thing and Brian you may be able to help me out more on this because of the history of the certain injury and i'm looking at the fibula right because he had a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. which is a high ankle sprain I, I don't comebacks from that uh i don't think are all too difficult he did have surgery on it uh, the fibula the break on that my understanding is that he did not require surgery for that because that just grows back naturally without the need for surgery and he'll be Okay, by July. What I don't know is what is the history of other players that have suffered that injury? And what do they look like afterwards? Because I don't necessarily see this, at least from what my limited knowledge of that injury, looking at it, that it's that big a deal that he's going, it's that big of a risk of him not being the same guy.
0: Yeah, I I certainly get what you're saying. For me, that's a cherry on top situation, the injury portion of it. I I don't know that you should be paying any running back based on what we've seen over the last decade or so, maybe even more than that, of Super Bowl champions and how they decide to go about budgeting their running back room. And they – time and time again do not have a running back on their roster that's costing them double digit millions of dollars for any one one year so even if Pollard hadn't gotten hurt will I'd be against it I'm even more against it with the injury just because it it is up in the air and there were ligament damages that needed to be surgically repaired and to me that's a little bit concerning and so all of that and then on top of that will you have the best free agent running back class you've seen in a while and certainly the best draft uh, that all the running backs that's available In the draft, so all of that, I'm just like, dude, I don't want to take a ten million dollar risk on a player coming off an injury at a position that I can go, you know, spend pennies on the dollar and get probably pretty close to the same production.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I I don't disagree with that either. The the, the concern of the inconsistency, Will, is that they're kind of like, yeah, it's a sprained ankle that required surgery. And to me, that's that's misleading. You know, that doesn't require surgery. What does is having sprained the ankle enough that now you're talking about the ligament and tendon damage. Yeah, I, I don't be know.
7: You could very well be right on that because any time that we ever hear about ankle injuries or high ankle sprains, they're done during the season. And if you do surgery on it, you're going to be out much longer. So normally that doesn't happen. If those injuries were to occur like it, when it did with Tony, wouldn't it normally wouldn't they have surgery just to heal faster? And I don't know the answer to that question. So, yeah. you know, I, th- that's kind of how I look at it. You know, Cheech, I, I agree with all that you just said there. I mean, you look at uh, Kenneth Walker, you look at Isaiah Pacheco and what where they were taken and what kind of value they had with their teams. Um, I understand that Bijan is highly sought after. But to me, I would be every bit as cautious as to invest... A particular amount of money in the running back room, the same way as I would with a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. No premium assets. No big money. No first-round yeah. pick. How much trouble are the Mavs in there, Chambers?
7: I mean, it's you know, I think about when it comes to the playoffs every year that sometimes, you know, if you're an okay, like not a great defensive team, you, you're giving more effort in the playoffs, and sometimes that's all it's required. If you're a good enough offensive team. But when you Mm. suck that bad on defense, (laughs) it's awful. I I don't know how. Amen, Will. uh, I just, you know, I've got here on the uh, show sheet with KG here, is it time for the Mavericks to hit the panic button? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go ahead with yeah. I'm going to ruin that as a tease. Thanks, Will. Yeah, sorry about that. Always ruining stuff.
2: There he is, KG. How you doing, buddy? What's up, General? You ready to broadcast? Never Look, man, I live by this mantra. If you stay ready, you never got to get ready. There you go, baby. Oh, I right? love that. That's Here my they man come. right there. Two guys that are ready. Will Chambers and KG. They get right, set to take over. 7 o'clock here on 105 Through the Fan every night. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Appreciate (laughs) it, guys. Yes, sir. Thanks so much to everybody involved in this uh, tremendous operation. Of course, you have Carter Freeman back there coordinating your video at 105throughthefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks so much to Lucius Alexander. Heck of a job producing the broadcast five hours once again. Wolchuk and Chiafalo. Brian brought us here. Our remote engineer, Ramon Cruz. I'm Gavin Dawson. Until tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation at ease.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.